We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024. Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics, and we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst. This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstained by this world, to keep ourselves unstained by this world. And one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world, alert you to what's happening in the culture, and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world. We have some great speakers coming out, Dr. Kathy Cook. We're going to have Dr. Taryn Dames. We have have some great things happening, like some breakout sessions. We have culture-proof kids, culture-proof teens. It's something for the whole family and so you want to register we're going to give out more information is coming but you want to register the registration will start in february so just be on the lookout for that culture proof conference 2024 in bartlett tennessee at faith baptist church we are super excited more information as we get closer make sure you stay connected Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are asking the question, why? Why is the After School Satan Club coming to the Memphis area, coming to a uh, Tennessee school yeah. that actually is about maybe four minutes, four to five minutes, if I if I understand correctly, away from where we're going to be doing the Culture Proof Conference wow. uh, next year in July. In January, January the 10th, the After School Satan Club is coming to Chimney Rock Elementary School. So we're talking hmm. about kindergartners um, to what, like 10-year-olds to fifth grade, um, something like that. But here is the announcement on the Satanic Temple's website, or actually this is their social media page. Um, It says, After School Satan Club is coming to Tennessee. The state's first After School Satan Club will launch on January 10th at Chimney Rock Elementary. Um, Volunteers are ready to create a fun and inviting place for students to learn to make new friends. If you are in the area and would like your student to join in on the fun, Please complete the e-permission slip here. There wow. it is. And there's a flyer that's actually been put out in the school. Um, after school, Satan Club is coming to Tennessee. Hey, kids, let's let's have fun um, at after school Satan Club. Um, this <laughs> is not the first time. This has been happening um, all year in, in 2023 as we come to the end of 2023. This has been happening all year in areas wherever there is a Christian club present, um, the Satanic Temple has made it 
made it its mission to have a counter club, right? Mm. A club that is going to attack the hearts and the minds of young children. And they're doing something very interesting. They're kind of cloaking this in their First Amendment rights. But really the intent is to drive the Christian presence from the schools, meaning don't have any clubs here because if you guys have clubs here, then we are going to have clubs here. Um, I have some thoughts about this. I'm curious to know what your initial thoughts are. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Mm. It is a um, wicked strategy of the enemy uh, to try to get those Christian clubs out of the schools, mm-hmm. you know. And they're presenting to the kids as, oh, we're going to come have some fun. Come have some fun, you know. And, man, parents, you got to be vigilant. Like, come on. Like, when you see these type of things, speak out against them, mm-hmm. you know, and don't let your child participate in this stuff. Right. You know, man, I, my initial thoughts are the enemy is subtle. Yes. You know, and it seems like it's overt, but it's subtle in a way of trying to get uh, Christian clubs and Christian influence out of the schools. That's mm-hmm. the that's one of the main purposes, you know. And, they, and the thing is, they try to say, well, if we can't be there, then you can't be there. You know, and all of this type of stuff. But we have to stand against the enemy's tricks. Yeah. And he's really trying to uh, get our children. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we kid ourselves if we think that's not what's happening. And I think there would be some parents who would say, well, you know, we've got a club. Um, what's the harm in letting them have the club? Well, there's absolute harm in letting them have the club because as much as they would like to cloak what they are doing in something that is not religious, they've actually filed as a nonprofit religious organization with the federal Mm -hmm. government. And they strategically did this. The reason they did this is because they wanted to be able to get into schools and get after children. Why? Why is Satan Literally, why is Satan attempting to do this to children? Because what Satan has always done, right, is sought out the weak among That's us. That's right. That's right. And and let me just tell you, our little children in particular, our, mm-hmm. our elementary age kids, our kindergartners, like why, why are you bringing <laughs> an after school Satan club, an after school Satan club to kindergarten to like fifth or sixth graders? Like yeah. why, why is this happening? Because Satan really does not want to contend with full grown opposition. Right. We saw this now, biblically speaking, and we understand what was at stake here, but it gives you a picture of the type of enemy that we are dealing with. I'm thinking of the time of Moses yeah. when there was going to be a redeemer that was going to come to Israel, Mm -hmm. the enemy sought to destroy all of the possibilities of that, right? right? And so how did the enemy do it? Right. Just kill them all. Kill all the boys. Kill all the boys. Kill yeah. all the babies, right? Like yeah. so so kill the defenseless, the innocent among us if mm. there's the potential in that group for anything, mm-hmm. right? That even remotely comes close to looking like the will of God, the plan of God, kill it, get rid of it, right? Mm. Same thing at the time of the birth of Christ, which I think is yeah. really interesting that we're talking about this where in, you know, in America we are celebrating the birth of Christ which Probably we can have another conversation about that and how, man, it's so important for families to preserve the integrity of how we celebrate the birth of Christ. But I digress. Let me just stay on track here. Um, But the same thing at the time of Christ. Same thing in those scripture references, uh, Exodus chapter one, around about uh, verse eight on down. You can see where, you know, the plan was to kill all the baby boys. And then in Matthew chapter two, uh, you read that. Uh, you can see where uh, they wanted to kill the boys again. And and look, a feature of, of Satan <laughs> is 
well, his his mode of operation, let me say that, is to kill, steal, and destroy. So when you hear things like kill the babies, kill the boys, when you hear things like, you know, the Children Satan, being robbed of their innocence. Right, the satanic club yeah. wanting to come and, and have fun with the kids and stuff like that. Man, that's a feature of him kill, killing, stealing, and destroying. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to be uh, aware and discerning. And I say discerning, but some of this stuff is like right in your face. You know, so it's like, so how do we respond to this stuff biblically? How do we respond to this stuff as believers? You know, do we just sit back like you were saying and say, well, we have a club, so we're not going to. No, but I think at the same time, we have to be concerned about the children that will be affected by this and not allow these things to happen. The voice of the Christian, if we remain silent, that's how we let the enemy advance. Yeah. You know, and and we don't want that. Like, we want to be able to stand firm on the word of God, stand firm in what we know to be right and good for our children and, and go forward with that. And so the thing is, when, when they're coming uh, with these Satan clubs and, and these things that they're trying to do, uh, even like the story hours with the drag mm-hmm. queen, all that stuff is, is, is strategic by the enemy because they desire to have our children. They want to have the minds and the souls of our children at the youngest age possible and so they, so they can set off a, a certain type of uh, agenda that they want within our country and within, within in this world. Yeah. And some parents may be wondering, okay, why isn't the school district pushing back on the attempts to establish this club? Why are they allowing this? And and the defense is, well, we're trying to be compliant with the law. They are an officially established nonprofit. So they quote unquote, have a right to be here. I would say also there's a great amount of fear earlier this year um, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. there was a school that pushed back against the satanic temple and their establishment of an after-school Satan club And they actually lost their fight and ended Mm. up settling with the Satanic Temple for $200,000. This was um, Pennsylvania's Saucon Valley School District. Um, The Satanic Temple alleged that this school district actually discriminated against them and they ended up having to settle. So Mm. I can see that you would, you know, have a school um, in Tennessee feeling a lot of fear surrounding that. So here is what I say. I say, parents, you do the work, pull your kids out. That's it. That's it. And we, we've seen that happen before when parents get involved and say, well, we're not standing for this, man, then that's that's heard. That's felt. You know, so you have to be active. You have to say, well, if the just if the school is not going to do anything about this, if, you know, the administration and all that, I, as a parent, I have a responsibility and I'm going to do what I can do. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support this ministry. We appreciate it. It's amazing because the rights of the government or the the rights of the people as observed by the government, right? Mm -hmm. The the government doesn't give people their rights, but the government recognizes those rights that are God-given. When those rights no longer serve the people, then they're not rights that's bondage. Mm. It's not. So what I'm saying is parents, and I know this is a, this is a hard saying who can bear it. Okay. Who, who can stand up under what I'm, what I'm about to say, parents pull your kids out because it's very hard to teach walls. 
<laughs> right? Like yeah. it's very difficult to teach empty right. desks. And and what message does that send? It says, hey, we are not going to subject our kids mm-hmm. to this kind of attack on their holy minds, mm-hmm. on their set apart minds. So if you now are living in a situation where the government has stepped in and the government is playing parent and the government is saying, well, we have no choice. And plus it's best for kids to be exposed to all sorts of thoughts, all sorts of ideologies. And the parents actually have to step in and say, no, you know what? We disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So what would happen? What would happen at Chimney Rock Elementary School if come January 10th, there were no kids in the school? Hmm. What if the parents all got together in conjunction with the local churches Mm -hmm. who said, you know what? We've got all of these Sunday school classrooms. It's not Sunday. So (laughs) they're not being used. We've got all of this property. What if all of the churches got together and said, no, bring your young elementary school age kids here. We Mm -hmm. are going to do class here until further notice. Mm -hmm. If the satanic club, right? If the satanic temple, the afterschool Satan club is at Chimney Rock Elementary School, then my kid will not be there. Mm -hmm. What we need is we need alternatives. So parents feel this, but they don't know what to do with what they feel. Right. This is where we as the church. In comes the church. (laughs) <laughs> this is where you know? we step in yeah. with workable solutions and right. we say, get your kids out, mm-hmm. get your kids out. Um, looking at this article from The Guardian here, the afterschool Satan Club is a federally recognized nonprofit organization and national afterschool program with local chapters across the U.S., <laughs> guys and we wonder and we wonder why our kids are so messed up mm. this just adds to it there are other reasons why we're battling the great mess up of our kids yeah but this just adds to it the thing about these type of things we sometimes don't think about the spiritual implications of, of what's happening mm-hmm. you know because look there is a realm beyond what we can see and right. so when we're allowing all this type of activity to take place in our schools and in our country man and there are spiritual implications. Come on. And so it's, a lot of times we don't think about that because we don't see it. It's not like seen by the naked eye, you know, but it's very real. And so when we look at some of the uh, things that are happening, man, it's as a result of the spiritual uh, atmosphere of where we are. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, these are our babies. Mm-hmm. And, and what we are essentially doing is in these early formative years, we are normalizing the worship of Satan. And even at the very least, let's say that that's an extreme, maybe in your mind, you say, no, we're not normalizing the worship of Satan. What you are at least doing is normalizing the parallel importance of, of this club and a Christian club. You're saying these mm-hmm. are equally important and they deserve to be in your consideration set for how you view the world. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. When you couple that, just thinking about the the clubs, okay, those things that happen in addition to what is considered the primary education, think about the message that we're sending. Because here's what we do with our kids. We say, we've got these after-school clubs that we must all treat equally because all of the ideas are equal. But, but what you are also saying in the way that kids are receiving a secular education is that actually... The absence of God is supreme Mm. because it's not just the clubs that are at the schools. It's also how the kids are being taught. So if the kids are being taught every single day or five days a week that you must make less of God during these hours... Okay, Mm -hmm. you can have your after school club if you are a part of that. And that doesn't, you know, cause you to lose your cool points. Let's just (laughs) let's just look at this. Okay, right. Um, But then on the weekend. On the weekend is when you get to worship God. On the weekend is when you get to be a Christian. But Monday through Friday, 8 to 3 or whatever, 
you belong to us and there's no room for God here. And then you add to that the after school Satan club who's made it or which has made it um, their mission to say there is no place for religion in schools. Mm. What they are actually doing is affirming the way your kid is already being taught. Wow. Let me pause for dramatic effect there. They're not working upstream here. They're actually working in tandem with the way secular education already functions. It already works this way to eject God, to say there's no place for God. It is secular. It is humanism. It's secular humanism at its finest. But then when you introduce the Satan club, the after school Satan club, what you now are doing is saying, you know what? In addition to the secular education that you are receiving, there are also religious thoughts that you need to draw from. Mm. And, and we have um, we have a buffet here for you to choose from. Mm. Right. Back to this Guardian article. Um, satanic after school clubs are usually established in a school district in response to the presence of religious clubs, such as the Christian evangelical Bible group, the Good News mm. Club. The temple says, quote, it does not believe in introducing religion into public schools and will only open a club if other religious groups are operating on campus. In so quote, <laughs> they're trying to be like Burger King McDonald's. That's ex- that you, is if you're exactly there, we're going to come there and, you know, make sure that. Man, this is amazing with more consequences, of course. Come on, you know, eternal consequences. Man, so, yeah, and, we will, and we'll talk about this, you know, later on. But I, I do want to get into the, the those practical things that parents need to do, you know, because I think when you hear stuff like this, and we kind of touched on it already. Let's go back to but, it. I don't, yeah, man, the I'm takeaways, you know, the takeaways, because a lot of times with these type of issues, we hear and we're get, we, we get outraged and it's like, oh, no, 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 you know, but then there's no action. Man, and look in Memphis. If you're hearing us, <laughs> there have to there has to be some action. Take your I'll, kid out. Take take them out. That's, that's that's just point blank. Like, can we just turn off the background noise? Can we turn off the background music? And like, can let's we be, be bold and do that? Yes, you we know? have to. We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. If you care about the eternity of your kid, and I'm gonna I'm gonna press down on this just a little bit because far too often we're like, hey, the administrators need to do something. Hey, the pastors in the area need to do something. But parents, the responsibility is given to you first and foremost to protect and to guard the truth and to make sure that the gospel has an on-ramp in your family. That's right. So you need not look outside of your family Mm -hmm. for the chief protection of your kids. Mm. Right inside your home, the Lord has entrusted wisdom to you. He's entrusted knowledge to you. So what I'm saying, what I'm strongly suggesting is that If it's true that on January 10th, the after-school Satan Club kicks off its evangelism (laughs) inside your kid's elementary school, then if I'm, if, if I had a kid there, Mm -hmm. if I had a kid there, my kid would not be there January 10th. And as long as it takes for the Satan Club to leave the school. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. you're going to put pressure on the school district. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to put pressure on the administrators. Why? Because what are they going to do with all of these parents who are suddenly homeschooling their kids? What about the federal dollars? Mm. What about the money that follows the the students in the seats? And so Mm. now all of a sudden the students are out of the school. Like, but here's the thing, guys, it's going to cause an inconvenience for you to do that. Mm hmm. It's mm-hmm. gonna, it's gonna excuse the expression. It's gonna mess up your day. And people are like, well, no, I don't want to see it as messing up my day. But, but let's think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because all of the things that you normally do, 
the getting up and the going to work and dropping the kids off on the way and not thinking about it until you pick them up in the afternoon. Now that's going to be interrupted. And why? Because eternity is on the line. Come on. Because you need to send a clear message to this culture that you cannot have our children. So it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Yeah. Getting back to this Guardian mm -hmm. article, um, there was a meeting with more than 40 pastors and other religious leaders um, and the district board chair. And the district board chair said, quote, Satan has no room in this district. <laughs> but does he, though? <laughs> but does he, though? I mean, listen, let's not kid ourselves because what parents want to think is that, you know, our kids' education has been wholesome and Christian. That's what we want to say. And we're like, oh, no, we cannot have Satan moving in and attacking our kids. No, what really makes you uncomfortable is how overt it is. Right. Because Satan has already moved in and is educating your kids. <laughs> Satan has already moved in and is indoctrinating your kids. Satan has already moved into the public education system and said, there's no place for God here. And mm. you sending your kids there, you are telling your kids to say amen. Man, that's a great point because we look at this that's happening or that's going to happen and there's the outrage. But there should be outrage about what's going on right now. Right and now. It has been going on for a long time. And so for parents, we have to recalibrate our mind and our thinking to see how God has been ejected from school already. Like there's no knowledge of God. There's no, you know, adhering to the faith and things like that in our school. As a matter of fact, it's resistant and, go, and the, it goes in the other direction. And so there should be an outrage there but there's not but no. we get this and it's like oh wait hold on hold on a minute but we've already man see how subtle yeah. the enemy is come on it almost like creating um levels of opposition and so the enemy has operated for decades like truly comfortably operated for decades wow. um resisting the faith in those that we believe we entrusted the faith to and and we normalize that we said okay well if you'll just if you'll just educate my kid mm -hmm. then it, we can suspend the knowledge of god i mean we we can do that k12 can't we and then pick up once they graduate and and what do we know what do we know all of the research and increasing research what do we know is that they are already gone mm. by the time they are 12 years old they have already formulated a world view and Unfortunately, eternally, unfortunately, for Christian parents, wow. it is not a biblical worldview. There is no fear of God in the eyes of our children. Listen, it's time for us to face the facts as parents. We have to say we contributed to that. Wow. It's not the school that did it. We contributed to that. Why? God, when we stand before uh. God to give account for what we have done with the heritage that he has entrusted to us, mm. children are a heritage from the Lord. Mm. So when we stand before the Lord, to give an account for what we have done with the heritage that the Lord has entrusted to us. Do you think that the Lord will in turn go to the district leaders of the schools where you sent your kids and ask them what they did? No, mm. it's to you that the question will be posed. What, what did you do with my heritage? Mm. And I know that this is really heavy. I know that this is really thick because what we're used to hearing is that, oh, it's okay. We're going to, we're going to work through this system and we're going to kind of clean it up. Well, the system is saying, no, you can't work through me. Mm -hmm. And the system is saying, I've no desire to be cleaned up. Mm. So what So what are you Man. going to do as a parent who fears God and really does believe that these children are your heritage, that they have, <laughs> that they're God's heritage and they've been entrusted to you? If it's me mm -hmm. and people say, well, it's easy for you to say because you've never had. No, actually, I did. 
Mm-hmm. We had kids in the public school system that the Lord so burdened our heart. What did we discover? That the public school system was working against our efforts at home. That's so right. what did we do? We made the difficult decision to pull them out. So we are not saying something that it's like, oh, yeah, we come from a long line of homeschoolers. No, we come, we come <laughs> as those who have come to the one who is holy Amen. and who has entrusted for our family, six children to us to raise, to fear him and to know him. Amen. We are talking about the proliferation of the gospel. And if that is important to you, then you will not continue sending your kid to an indoctrination camp that says God is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And if you so choose, you can pick him up on a Wednesday night. If, (laughs) if you get that, maybe mostly you get pizza, but, but if you get him on a Wednesday night, that's fine. If you want to go to the after-school club, that's fine. If you go on a Sunday morning, look, you can have him there. But in these K-12 years, there is no room for God. And people say, well, no, my school doesn't normalize that. But does it, though? Does your school begin its education with the knowledge and the fear of God? If the answer is no, then your school, no matter how elite it is, no matter what setting it finds itself in, where we've got Christian Baptist teachers at our school, do they begin their lessons with the knowledge of God? If they don't, then they have rejected God and they have normalized this rebellion in your children. Do you want to know (laughs) I'm sorry. I get so upset. (laughs) Our kids have been co-signed to hell. Mm. We have told our kids that God is irrelevant. We have told our kids there's no need for us to retain the knowledge of him. He is just an after-school activity or something we do on the weekends. And then we don't understand why they all of a sudden have rejected full cloth everything we taught them. Well, because over a series of rejections, they have said, eh, I don't need that. Mm-hmm, eh, mm-hmm. I don't need that. So look, if we want to be outraged over what is coming to Chimney Rock Elementary mm-hmm, School, mm-hmm. let's be outraged at what is already there. Look, because in essence, the satanic club has been operating in the schools just in an unofficial manner. <laughs> like things have already, when, when you talk about the mindsets and, and the lack of the knowledge of God, that's already been, that's, has already been operating. And so this... Because it's so dramatic, it's like, oh, we got to, you know, but it's already been happening. Listen, I, my, my, my clarion call, my clarion call is to recognize that Satan wants our children. He does not want to contend with bold, um, fully trained opposition. He would much rather um, kids who don't know what they believe or rather have no belief at all. And if we are honest, we would say that we have contributed to the lack of belief in our children. We practically live like atheists because we make so little of Jesus all throughout the week. It's like he becomes our weekend activity. And if you think that your kids are not seeing that, if you think that they're not feeling that and sensing that, then you are sorely mistaken. And that's why that many of us have gotten the results that we've gotten. And that is that our kids have walked away from the faith, right? So if we tell ourselves that, no, our our kids are okay, right, then we will continue to get the results that we have gotten, which is a full and total rejection of the Lord God. And what does that mean? That means eternity for them spent separated from him. I'm not saying that we should be outraged just because the after-school Satan Club is coming to Chimney Rock Elementary School. I'm saying we should be outraged because Chimney Rock Elementary School exists in rejection 
of the Lord God Most High. Mm. This is just the latest iteration of it. This is just another way to display that. So if parents are really to be outraged, then the question would be, does my kid's education begin with the knowledge of God? Is the knowledge of God woven throughout what my kid is learning? Is, is the knowledge of God what wraps up what my kid has learned that day? If the answer is no, then you are working against your efforts. And the only thing that the after-school Satan Club does is reinforce that and, say, and says, and also we're here for you after school. <laughs> the, the, the presence of the Christian clubs were already working upstream, by the way. Just want you to know. See, we kid ourselves. We live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And, and we think that that automatically means that everything that we do is Christian. And we believe that we can trust the motives of the people that we've entrusted our kids to. I'm telling you straight up, you cannot and you should not. You do that to your own folly. The Lord has entrusted the transmission of the gospel to kids by the parents. Mm -hmm. that's, that's our first job. Peter's first sermon highlights the expectation of God right? This promise is for you and for your children. Right. And then everybody else that the Lord, your God will call who are far, far off. Like the Lord anticipates and expects. And I would even say Deuteronomy six commands that we tell our offspring who he is That's right. when we have them in a setting that suspends that teaching, mm -hmm. even for a moment saying that that is not as important to your life as what you're getting here. Then we have done our kids a disservice and we have set them up to full cloth, reject the Lord. Mm, amen. Amen. And so parents, I feel like we have, you know, our marching orders from the Lord that we have to be vigilant in these times. So if your child is in that school and this is coming to that school, you need to take your child out. You can yes. make plans right now. You have enough time to say, okay, I need to move some things around churches. If you can help, help step up, step up, <laughs> like all hands on deck. You know, we should be doing these things already, mm -hmm. you know, but we're at this point and I feel like, Hey, we have to take action. Let this not just be a moment of outrage and when nothing happens and you know, no, no, let your voice be heard and let it be heard by taking your child out and let them see that, man, we're not going to stand for this. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many parents, um, you're listening to this and you're just afraid. You're like, I, I, but I don't know what I'll do if I can't send my kid off to school. Um, the, the public education system has really made us feel so powerless and made us feel impotent. Like we, we, they're just things we can't do. Like, I, I don't know if I can do these things. I want to tell you that the Lord has entrusted these children to us and he has equipped you to do what he's called you to do. So I want to encourage you to be serious about that. I will just tell you, we are passionate about BJ. JU Press Homeschool. They are sponsors of this program, but we use their educational tools. We use their curriculum and we love it. And the reason we love it is because it doesn't work against what we're trying to do. Amen. We are saying that you must make much of God in everything you do and whatever you do, you do all for the glory of God. Listen, we are not glorifying God if we reject him in our education. In fact, it's like we're saying that God is only for like emotionalism. But our intellect and everything, that's mm. reserved to the knowledge of man. That's mm. that's man's wisdom. God's wisdom works at church and on Wednesday nights, you know, maybe <laughs> in the after school club. That's that's when you can turn to God. But for the heavy lifting, let's look to man for mm. that. Let us not do that, guys. I want to mm. highly recommend. Look, one of the things and I, I want to say this, this is um, heavy, heavy affirmation for what happens at BJU Press Homeschool. Many of us are afraid to take our kids out of school because we don't know where we where we would start. Mm. 
And we don't know how to do it. We don't know how we would keep all of the things organized. One of the things that we love in our family with the number of kids that we have is that at BJUPressHomeschool.com, you will find the homeschool hub. So when you take your kid out of school, you have a place to start. You have a place to keep everything organized. Also, you have consultants all Mm -hmm. across the country who are going to come alongside you and say, you know what? I know this is new for you. I know that you've never done this before. We are here to help. Let us walk you through the transition. Let us help you know what you need, what Mm -hmm. you don't need. Let us help you know where to start. How do I know that this is true? Because that's exactly what happened for us. Yep. Guys, if, if it matters, if the eternity of our kids, if it matters to us, then we will take the steps to do all that we can do to preserve the knowledge of kids, the then we will take the steps to do all that we can do to preserve the knowledge of Jesus in our kids, to Amen. preserve the knowledge of the Holy One in our kids. It's important. It's Look, the After School Satan Club that's trying to establish itself at Chimney Rock Elementary School is just a, a, a way for us to remind you again that those are your kids. Mm-hmm. Those are your kids. This is not to say that what's already in the elementary school is not concerning. Right. This is just to say, here's another another reminder that the schools are not working in conjunction with your Christian conviction to produce godliness and holiness in your children. Mm. God has called you to do that. And you've got to take it seriously. Amen. We're out of time. We want to remind you, as we often do, when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you and your children remain culture proof until next time. Lord willing. God bless. (laughs) 